ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Thursday, April 22nd. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Seltzer. It's made pure. Coming up today on the program, Marshall has got themselves a new coach on the basketball side of things for the women, and we're going to introduce you to her. You might be familiar with her already. If you're a longtime Ironton High School fan, you might know the name. Tony Kemper making an announcement today that Lexi Barrier is going to be joining the program as an assistant coach. Now, she's got a pretty good career as a college athlete, and she has some experience outside of just being known for what she has been able to do on the high school level. She was a star at Ironton. She left the program as its all-time leading scorer, also voted Southeast Ohio Associated Press Poll District Player of the Year, and the 2016 All-Ohio Division III Co-Player of the Year. And you might be familiar with what she's done on the court, but she also played collegiately for James Madison. We're going to get into all of that coming up. So we'll reintroduce those of you maybe not that familiar with her or remember her from her Ironton High School days. So she's coming up on the program here in the next few minutes. As I mentioned, your phone calls, of course, coming up. We got a lot to get into today. Let's start with what happened earlier this afternoon. The Pirates had to score twice in the eighth, and they get the Detroit Tigers 4-2, to beat them. They take the series two games to one. Of course, yesterday was a day-night doubleheader where they went into seven innings for both games because the game that was set for Tuesday snowed out. Snowed out. And by the way, uh, Detroit... The favorite baseball team of Storm Tracker 13 meteorologist Spencer Adkins. So you would think he would have seen this snow coming, being the weatherman, the professional that he is. But instead, we get to play twice on yesterday. And of course, here's the getaway game today for travel. And it's a 4 2 victory for the Pirates. Pirates play at Minnesota on Friday night. JT Brubaker taking the mound for the Pirates. So we'll be following along. You can, of course, catch all that action right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And let's keep it on baseball just for a minute. Marshall Baseball making the announcement yesterday. It was during the show, so we really didn't get a chance to get into it. But there's a third game now against West Virginia, and that's going to be happening at 6.30 p.m. on May 11th. It's going to be played in Morgantown, so WVU playing host to the herd once again. Marshall takes the first meeting seven to one, and of course WVU gets revenge back on April fourteenth in Morgantown nine to three. So the rubber match is happening. I'm good with it. You know, if WVU needs a game and Marshall can help out, I'm great. That's great. If Marshall needs a game and WVU wants to help out, that's fantastic as well. So the Thundering Herd getting the opportunity to play WVU once again. And, of course, let's keep it with golf. Uh, Golf. We've been talking a little bit about golf as of late. First of all, the Marshall men's uh, golf program has uh, another piece of hardware to add to the trophy room. 
Marshall redshirt senior Matt Hoffman named Conference USA Men's Golfer of the Week. So that comes out today. It's his first weekly honor, so congratulations to him. And if you are wondering uh, what he was able to accomplish to earn the award, led the herd in the final regular season tournament of the season. He finished tied for 21st. Did have a rough start, but he bounced back in the second round, had a 2 over 73. That jumped him up 24 places on the leaderboard. Also had a really strong third round. And we talked to Coach about that the other day. A very windy, very tough course coming up. Conference USA tournament is going to be that way as well. But it was a windy situation. Had 10 birdies, shot par or better on 36 holes throughout the event. So he earns Conference USA Player of the Week or Golfer of the Week honors. Also, speaking of golf, Marshall men's golf sophomore Tyler Jones named to the Conference USA All-Academic Team. So that also coming out today. So if I'm Matt Grobe right now, I'm feeling pretty good. I got one All-Academic Team member. I've got one Golfer of the Week award behind me here. I'm feeling pretty good as the Conference USA tournament is coming up. So baseball, golf, all of that happening today, and there's also some NCAA news I want to get into with you later, but I'm going to hang on to that. We've got the details now. Overtime's going to be a lot more interesting in college football. Also, some other rules that are being either reinforced and emphasis on. We'll get into all of that. We're going to talk Marshall women's basketball with you because we're going to welcome to the program the new addition to the Marshall staff, Lexi Barrier, a star at Ironton High School. And we'll talk to her about her college career and coming to Marshall. And if you uh, read the press, press release earlier today, she's excited, but we're going to find out how excited she is. That's coming up when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Thursday, April 22nd edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I thought this was going to be a slow day. Our producer this afternoon, Nick Berzellini. Nick, I thought this was going to be a slow day. You're going to have to work pretty hard. Unfortunately, uh, you didn't have to work hard. I mean that, unfortunately, because you're still interning for a grade here, but uh, you did work for me today. Uh, Marshall making the announcement this afternoon that uh, a new addition to the program has been made. Lexi Barrier is going to be an assistant coach with Tony Kemper's squad, and she joins us now on the program. And, and Lexi, I was trying to reintroduce people to you. You had a pretty amazing career at Ironton for local fans who maybe remember your name and were kind of wondering where they know you from I mean, Ironton, uh, you were pretty much uh, what it was all about in basketball. So uh, welcome to the program, and congratulations. Hi, thank you so much. You ever get a build-up like that? You know, basically you were you were Ironton High School basketball for a long time? Uh, I don't know if I would say all that, but I did have a pretty good career. I was blessed with that. I mean, leading scorer of all time, that's not terrible. <laughs> no, I guess that's not terrible. And of course, you were honored for uh, for what you did on the court, and then you went on and played collegially at James Madison. You also served as a graduate manager for NC State, and you've seen some pretty good basketball. You've been involved with some pretty good basketball, and now you're in Huntington and you're coaching with Coach Kemper. So, 
Would you talk a little bit about your journey from James Madison, the NC State, to back close to home with Coach Kemper and the Thundering Herd? Yeah, um, so it's been a pretty incredible opportunity, um, an amazing journey at that. You know, I did play at James Madison, which is in Virginia, and thankfully I think there was some connections that kind of opened a door for me throughout the coaching world and just, you know, kind of knowing some people. Um, I got the opportunity to coach, well, to be a grad manager at NC State, and it, it taught me a lot, you know. Um, been working under them for about a year now, and then I got the call about a potential opportunity at Marshall and was definitely interested, um, you know, coming back home, being close to my, my hometown community and things like that in the tri-state. So you know, I just felt like I couldn't pass up this, this amazing chance. How familiar were you with Coach Kemper before you uh, got the phone call and decided to take the job? Yeah, I was pretty familiar with him because whenever Marshall was recruiting me back in high school, he was coaching as an assistant at the time. And so I've been – Thinking back to it now, it's a surprising amount of years ago that that was. But, um, you know, now he's a head coach. I'm getting to coach under him, and it's it's pretty ironic, but it's going to be awesome. Was the fact that Marshall was close to home a big sell for you, or was there something else about the way Coach Kemper is coaching the program about Marshall that maybe made this a, a no-brainer for you? Yeah, being close to home was definitely a big um it was a big factor in my decision, but it wasn't the only factor. Obviously, I have faith in Coach Kipper and what he's doing with the program and where we want to go and things like that. And then being that it is back home was just an added benefit. Um, it's definitely a, a bonus, but it wasn't the only reason. So I'm very excited to get to work with the program and with Coach Kipper and the rest of the staff. Now, with your experience uh, at NC State and James Madison also, with your familiarity with Ohio, I'm pretty uh, pretty certain you're going to be uh, hitting the uh, recruiting trail when you can. Uh, you might be seeing Ironton a little bit more recruiting over there. You're going to be seeing a lot of uh, good basketball, I'm sure, in Ohio. And uh, Is that going to be a big focus for you, try to get uh, some of the local, uh, local talent in the Ohio area into Huntington, into Marshall? Absolutely. I'm definitely looking forward to recruiting the tri-state area as a whole, um, especially the areas that are closer to home. I feel like I can relate to a lot of those girls and upcoming recruits, and so I feel like that'll be a good way to connect. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting on that. Joining us on the program, the uh, new assistant coach for the Marshall women's basketball team, Lexi Barrier. She, of course, uh, had an outstanding career at Ironton, followed it up with a Great run at James Madison, also working at NC State before taking this job. And as I mentioned earlier, you saw some pretty good basketball at uh, NC State. That um, definitely is going to bode well for you as Coach Kemper is trying to build this program. You know, What do you see that you bring to the Marshall program? I know Coach Kemper you know, has a, an energy to him. What do you bring that maybe can match that or complement him? Um, I think that I bring a good amount of energy. I think I am a young coach, um, you know, just getting started, but I, I feel like I bring an area that can relate to some of the players. Um, so getting to connect with them more, I think that I bring a lot of good in that field. And I also feel like I do bring a lot of versatile knowledge. You know, I, I've got to be and see and work under and with a lot of different coaches and coaching styles and, you know, taking knowledge from all areas. Um, and so I just feel like I bring a, a variety of different things. I think I'm also pretty versatile in 
you know, maybe position-wise and things like that. So I'm ready to match all the energy Coach Kemper brings and um, bring everything I have to give. That also means um, you can go on the court if you need to. I mean, Coach Kemper's getting up there in age, right? So, you know, he needs somebody can go on the court. Yeah, yeah, I'm young, so I, I do bring that. Um, I'm still able to get around, thankfully. Um, so if there is a need to be on the court and things like that, I do provide that as well. What's your impression so far of Marshall? What have you seen? You know, what? How would you evaluate Marshall as a coach coming in? Uh, if I had to evaluate Marshall, I would see um, a rising, a rising program. There's a lot of things that have been done very well. I think Coach Kemper has done well um, in areas since he's been there, and I would love to continue that with him and be a part of what brings the program um, up even further. You know, they've had a lot of good wins recently, things that, you know, we may need to improve on and things like that, but it's just it's an exciting opportunity. Now, you're coming into a, a time where last season was kind of crazy for both, um, you know, for both basketball, for fans, with the pandemic, COVID-19. Really, I don't think you get a true indicator of what any basketball team was capable of. You know, What was your experience going through this? Uh, I, I'm talking with Coach Kemper, things have changed a lot, but for you coming into this, what were your experiences uh, as you had to learn to navigate this new landscape? Yeah, it was very different for me. Um, even as a player, I'm used to seeing recruits come on campus and, you know, you're not having to think about, um, am I going to be able to play today or practice tomorrow or anything like that? And so we definitely had a hit of, you know, COVID issues at state. We were still blessed enough to be able to get a, a wide amount of games in and things like that, but it's affected everybody in some sort of way. Um, and I know that Marshall – they had a heavy hit, um, a lot of COVID issues and things like that. And it's just been, it's been a terrible time. So my experience has, has been that we've been affected as well. Um, and so it's going to be um, crazy to basically experience it, hopefully coming out of the COVID area. Um, but who knows right now. Did you have a moment? Yeah. The way that you know, Marshall had that moment where, it became reality when you think you're about ready to play basketball and then you're pulled off the court. Did you have a moment like that uh, in your uh, in your last seasons? Absolutely. Uh, as in my senior year, we were at our conference tournament and um, they had played the first round of games the night before. And then the next day, there was a lot of cancellations amongst different tournaments um, and things like that. And so at first they told us that you know, they just weren't going to allow fans or it was only going to be family. And they were running around trying to figure it out. And then we had shoot around that same day. Um, and then the next thing we know, we got called down and heard that the tournament was canceled and our season was over and stripped. And it was a very uh, emotional and crazy time. So I, I completely understand where everybody is coming from. Whoever has dealt with that, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. So it's been very crazy. Joining us on the program, new assistant coach for Tony Kemper and the Marshall women, Lexi Barrier. She, of course, a standout at Ironton. And you know, I want to go back to that a little bit. Yeah, It's always nice to have someone who's local that can be a part of the program. And you, know, you I'm sure, will have a, a, a loud support group once we can have a lot more fans back at the Henderson Center 
you know, are you expecting to see your family uh, early and often come to the Henderson Center when you're able to be on the sidelines again? Are you going to be trying to recruit fans from Ironton, get them to come over and see you? Even even though you're not playing anymore, you'll still be there. You know, what, what kind of fan support do you think you're going to be getting from the hometown? Yeah, I definitely um, am hoping and looking forward to getting a lot of support from my family. I have a lot of local family, a lot of um, people that I'm very close with from back in the area. And just people that, you know, were kind of around during my high school career and things like that. So I'm I'm hoping to bring them out and to bring recruits out and things like that and to see as many people as I can bring in to the to the games and whatnot. I'm looking forward to that. Our guest is Lexi Barrier. She's the new assistant coach for Tony Kemper and the Marshall women's basketball team. And of course, uh, I need to talk to you. This is this is real serious now uh, with Coach Kemper. Um, I need your help because he's he's kind of fallen um, on, by the wayside a little bit. He used to do ice cream after victories. Uh, he hasn't figured that out yet, how to do it after victories in, uh, in this in this COVID-19 world. So you might have to help him out there a little bit. Uh, I think I can definitely help him out in that area. Yeah, he, uh, he fell by the wayside. He couldn't just figure out how to do it. And you know, I give him a lot of grief about that. So I just want to give you a heads up. That might be an issue of uh, – a bone to pick or a piece of um, a piece of work that he needs to, to really strengthen. Yeah, I'm glad you let me know about that. I'll be sure to get on him. <laughs> Lexi Barrier joining us, uh, the new assistant coach for Tony Kemper and the Marshall women. Uh, Lexi, uh, it's been fun talking to you. Congratulations. Uh, I'm excited for you to come back home, uh, be closer to the family, and at the same time to uh, start your college coaching career with uh, Coach Kemper. Congratulations, and let's hope that we're talking about a lot of herd victories over the next few years. Absolutely. Thank you so much. That is Lexi Barrier. She's a new addition to Tony Kemper's squad. Uh, I had to get that ice cream uh, in, Nick, because Coach is now bringing it up on post games. I mean, I'm just there on the post game Zoom, just talking to Coach, and he's bringing the ice, he's bringing the ice cream up now. So uh, I think, unfortunately, we have created a long long-standing bad joke that I'm just going to I'm just going to hammer it and take it home to its illogical and absurd conclusion if I can get away with it next season. So uh Lexi hopefully will have her back on the program real soon. That's a great hire. You get someone who's also uh familiar with the area, you know, they'll strengthen your local recruiting ties. Uh you get to bring someone home who's excited. She gets to be close to family and hopefully that means you know, she'll be able to bring a lot of family over to the Henderson Center once we get to open up the arena a lot more with fans. And I'm kind of curious what that's going to look like for Coach Kemper and his squad. But with that said, college football, what's that going to look like in overtime when we get back to playing football again? We've got the new overtime recommendations, what it's going to look like. Also, a couple other items, the rules committee coming down with what they have suggested. So the oversight panel approved a few proposals. We're going to talk about that when we continue. We'll get your phone calls in as well. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. Now back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by White Claw at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. White Claw, hard seltzer, it's made pure. 
College football changing up a few things. We've got the NCAA oversight panel dropping some approvals on us today. College football teams now have to go for two after touchdowns, starting with the second overtime possession. And get this, beginning in the third round, each team's going to get one play to score from the three-yard line. So you can go for a field goal, or you can take it and go for two on the first touchdown. Second, you got to go for two after a score. So if you kick a field goal, well, you don't have to worry about that. But if you get a touchdown, well, you got to go for two now. And in the third round, there's no more lining up with the 25. You're just going to go out there, run your best play, see if you can get into the end zone. And the NCAA is doing this, trying to speed things up. It was based on player safety. The intent here is to reduce the number of plays a team takes for a winner to be determined. The national coordinator of officials, Steve Shaw, said uh, in March, overtime games add an average of 16.4 plays to a contest. So he said that in March that, look, you know, we're adding more plays. We want to we want to wrap this up. So trying to speed the game. I mean, again, baseball is the only game where they try to just let the game play out for the most part. And so now we're in the situation where overtime, it's you're going for it every play. So we have seven overtimes. You're going for it every time. So that's the new rule there. Now, here's something else. This one's minor, but you can extend now the sideline team area to the 20-yard line from the 25-yard line. So it's going to be extended. And part of that was because of COVID, trying to space these teams out a little bit better. So there's that. Now, here's one that you might not have caught. The NCAA said also that the panel here is supporting a proposal to allow schools and conferences to request a post-game video review of instances where a team is suspected of feigning injuries to slow its opponent. Okay. I don't know what you're going to get out of that, but is there really a rampant case of players feigning injuries to slow the game down? Now I'm going to have to watch. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch games two or three times. Just, oh, look, yep. Look at him. He's gimping. It looks like a fake gimp. He's limping a little bit. So that's coming from the NCAA. Also, you'll like this one. I say that sarcastically. The playing rules panel said that in 2021, officials are going to be told to emphasize rules against players taunting an opponent, flagrant uniform violations, and coaches coming onto the field to argue officiating decisions. So basically, we are taking all of the, I don't know, we're taking the fun out of the game because, one, that's going to be a hard one to enforce with coaches. What are you going to do? You're going to yellow card him? What are you going to do? Coach, you, you got to get back on the sideline. I mean, you just drop the flag on him, and that's going to make Coach even mad, and he's not going to go any, any – and then you're going to have assistants pulling Coach back. Fans are going to be all excited about that. Sometimes coaches use that. They'll use that to fire their team up. It may be more so in basketball 
you know, get the get the technical, get ejected, fire the team up. Yeah, you know, this could be a little bit more costly. So if coach comes onto the field to argue officiating decision, just drop the flag. There you go. What are we gonna do? Put him in the penalty box? That's what football needs, a penalty box. We just put them on the penalty box. So they can cool out for two minutes. Uh, two minutes of game clock. Just two minutes right there. You're, sorry, coach, you're getting two. You're in the penalty box, and then you can come out. I mean, that's the only fair way to do it. You can't take a player off the off the field. That would just not be fair. But you put coach in the box. Look, nope, you're in. You came on the you came on the field. And you, don't question me. It's going to be like Cartman from uh, South Point. You will respect my authority. And now we're going to be emphasizing the rules also against flagrant uniform violations. So we're going to have uniform police out there again. What's flagrant? I mean, we're going to make sure everything's tucked in proper. I mean, okay, I'm okay with that. I get that. You, you want every, it's, it's a uniform. That's the point of a uniform. It's to be uniform. I mean, I was okay with Randy Moss and his green and white socks, his cat in the hat socks, years ago. When he was playing for the Thunder Herd, it didn't hurt anybody. But, of course, we got flagrant uniform violations that are going to be enforced now. Also, taunting an opponent. Now, this one, I might fall on the less popular side of this. I'm of the mindset that, you know, you just go out, you play the game, and you take care of your business. If you score in the end zone, you know, act like you've been there before, right? Just take care of your business. Hand the ball to the official. Don't do anything. I mean, a natural expression of joy and excitement is one thing, but if you've got something scripted, it goes beyond that, and that could be taunting. Um, can we can we say now that what, what are the what the line of scrimmage? Is that going to be policed now? No, it's not. It's not going to be policed. I mean, we're we're looking at a situation here where. That's all they do is talk trash, trying to get into each other's head. It's just part of the game, and it's probably more so. I mean, look, in basketball, you get Elmore talking trash. He's talking to, he's talking to guys. He's getting in their heads. I mean, I'm sure he's not, doing, he's not doing anything that would incur a whistle. If you've met John Elmore, he wouldn't do anything to incur a whistle. Nothing like that. But. You got to know he was talking trash. He was like, look, you see that jumper go in? Is that flagrant? Is that, um, can you do that? I mean, just pointing it out. Like, hey, look, you see that three that just went over your head? I mean, I'm just pointing out a fact. Hey, you see that reception that just jumped over you and caught that? Hey, did you see me just go right past you and, and you couldn't stop me? You see my running back just blow over you? I mean, you see that? Hey, did you see my quarterback just throw that ball over you and, and hit that receiver and not hit your, you know, and you, you couldn't stop it? I mean, is that, is that taunting? Is that just pointing out a fact, Nick? I don't know. I don't understand. What is taunting? What what would consist of taunting? If I'm just pointing out that, you know, my wide receiver smoked your um, smoked your whole defense back there. What what do you say to that? Do you think these have anything to do with that? Uh, the big fight in the bowl game. I think it was. I can't remember who it was. I think it was Tulsa. I'm they got sure. in that big fight after the game, and it looked really bad. So maybe that has something to do with these new rules. I'm sure a lot of it has to do with that. Wasn't call- it Tulsa, Oklahoma State? I maybe? believe it or was. Like it might. You might be right. Um, Mississippi State and Tulsa. Mississippi State and Tulsa. That's what it was. And 
I'm sure a lot of that is because you got to remember this is a collision sport, and I'm not saying that you know you should actually go out there and you know be unsportsmanlike. At the end of the day, it's a game, but still, you've got alpha men. You have alphas. Everybody on that football team is an alpha. And so they're competitive. And they're made to be competitive. They're coached to be competitive. Uh, they're not coached to be disrespectful, but they're coached to be competitive. But as you get competitive, you know, you're going to be excited. You're going to be energized. You know, you're, you're going to try to get in the head of your opponent, and they're trying to do the same to you. I just don't know what is going to be consider normal trash talk and what's going to be taught. Now, if I score and I take my helmet off and I'm jumping around and you know, I'm in your face or something, okay, maybe the flag is coming up. Uh, if I say something, is that going to be taunting? Are we going to be, are we going to be, pay, you know, hey, you know what? Holding happens on every play and we don't call that either, right? Come on, holding happens. We could go through the film and look, holding happens every single play. But uh, So the rules panel doing this, but I think the one that's going to be interesting to see is just, are we going to have uniform police just to make sure everything's uh, proper? You know, are they going to be say, look, they're going to be basically sent back and said, okay, you're going to, uh, you got to go fix that. I mean, if it's like, okay, you didn't tuck something in. All right, go secure that. That's one thing here. I mean, I don't know what's going to be flagrant. I mean, a shirt half tucked in, maybe uh, taunting an opponent. I mean, I get the, the flagrant version of that. If I if I if I spike a football on somebody's head, maybe that's taunting. And if I'm towering over a player that I tackled just to show that I just I tackled you, you know that I would think that would be taunting. But if you got players talking trash to each other, is that going to be called? I mean, is the ref going to just say, "Hey, hey, hey, keep it down here. No, stop that." Is that going to happen? I mean, you're going to have maybe. Uh, you can have linemen going at each other, and it's just like, no, no, stop, no, you you can't talk trash to each other. It means the official is going to jump in and just blow the whistle. No, 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 you know, left guard was was talking trash. That's going to happen every play. So I'm kind of interested in, in where that one's going. But coach, you know, we don't know what coach is going to do. Specifically, Coach Huff, we don't know what he's going to be calm and cool, right? He said he's going to be calm and cool. He's going to be. Because he's not going to be emotional, he's not going to. He's going to be calm and cool, be steady. He's looking to be consistent out there. Uh, I'm kind of interested to see. You know, does he come off the field? Does he come off the field because he, he goes onto the field to play, and it, they just. I mean, what's what's the line you cross there? Is it, coach? Hey, you you got to go back in the box. I mean, is that going to be? Hey, you you can't you you want to discuss that with me? I'll come to you, but you got to stay in the box. I mean, if he goes. 20, you know, 20 feet out of the zone here. I mean, what's going to happen? Is it going to be, is that going to be instant? Is that going to be, hey, look, you got to go back. I mean, will you have a, a flag happy official? If he just walk, if there's a, a flag call and the coach comes out, is the official going to say, coach, you got to go back? Or is he going to say, eh, you're, you're out. You're, you've got, you got to be put in like the penalty box now. The penalty box, which will be sponsored, of course. The penalty box is always going to be sponsored. See, Look, there's a new opportunity here to sponsor the penalty box here. Uh, I think those are just like, those are ticky-tacky things. The big one here is the uh, the overtime rule. But these these are ticky-tacky. 
Because, you know, it's an emphasis. It's not new rules. It's like we're going to emphasize now. We emphasize meaning uh, we're going to be watching for this. So if players taunt, you know, I mean, they're going to get yellow cards, I guess. And flagrant uniform violations are going to be sent back to their room to redress. And if coach comes onto the field to argue, I mean, what if coach comes on and he's very polite about it? It's like, um, excuse me, sir. Yeah, I, um, I don't know if you know this, but... You know, my player here, um, he's going to be okay. I mean, sure, he's, you know, he's going to be hospitalized for a week, but that was a foul. That was a flag, sir. You know, is he going to be polite about it? Does he get, get the flag? You're out of here? I mean, is he going to be like, um, or, or is he going to be like the umpire in baseball? You just, just throwing a player out here. Because, I mean, that's kind of fun sometimes. I, I know it's not fun for the official to sit there and take the berating from a coach. I get that. It's not fun. After all, you must love the game of football to be a football official, to be a zebra. I mean, Nick, in in all your years, very, I mean, all 20 of them, whatever they are, I mean, you love sports. You want to be in sports broadcasting, but would you go, you know what, I think I want to be a sports official. Would you imagine a day in your life where you go, you know what, the only way I can be a part of this is be an official? Yeah, not really. No. I feel like uh, they get too much criticism. Of course they get too much criticism. They're officials because they make the wrong uh, call every game. Every game, every call is the wrong call. Every call. You just, you can't get it right. Because every time they make a call, it's wrong. 50% of the crowd maybe says, hey, that's a great call. The other half, no, that's terrible. And then if they call the game for you, oh, they're great officials. Hey, they did a great job. And, you know, yeah, coaches on here. So, you know, hey, look, we should, we should get those calls at home. I mean, it's a terrible job here. And I get this. You don't want to have the coach just come out and just lambast you, berate you. I tell you, though, if the only official I would want to be, I would want to be the red hat if I'm going to be an official. That's the guy I want to be. I just want to be the guy that comes out on the field with my stupid little red hat. I mean, what's it going to be red? I mean, I get it. It's a visual cue. It's still, what's it going to be red? Come out with my little red hat there and just say, oh, I'm stopping the game. You can play when I leave the field, and you can't do anything. He just stands out there. I mean, that's his job, just to wear a headset and to come out and stand. That's it. What does he do? Do you go to school for that? I mean, is there a curriculum at Marshall I can take that's Red Hat? I mean, broadcast official, can I can I take that class? I want to, you know, when I retire, I, I want to be able to go to the games. I mean, go to all the games. Just go to a whole bunch of games, TV games. Just come out, stand out there. I'm going to be the red hat. I want to be the TV official and just watch the game. And, you know, I just got to stand out in the field, that short seven-minute commercial block, and just hold up the game. People will people be mad at me, and that's fine. I mean, I get to watch the game for free. I get to sit. I get to go where the coaches can. I get to go out on the field. 877-420-TALK, 
Our phone lines this hour brought to you by White Claw. White Claw Heart Seltzer is made pure. More coming up. The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Wrapping up today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Paul Swan, your host. Nick Verzellini, our producer this afternoon. All right, did some research in the break. The Red Hat, officially known as the TV commercial timeout coordinator. I mean, that sounds like a that sounds like a curriculum at Marshall, right there. That sounds like a curriculum anywhere, really. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go to college so I can one day be the TV commercial timeout coordinator. You have to be good with math. I would think math would be important. You'd be you'd be good. You have to also. There probably have to be a little physical uh, stamina involved here because you're going to be standing on the sideline a lot, the way TV commercials are going. So you're going to be coordinating that. And, and you also got to make sure you have got to have good communication skills because you're going to be communicating to the teams that uh, there is like a final 10 or 15-second warning. You got to go out there and just make sure they know, okay, uh, 15 seconds. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know how you get that job. It's usually, it's like an official, a former, maybe it's a former official, former ref, former, you know, I used to ref the games and now I'm just going to, I come out and stand out here and I'm, I'm the, I'm the guy who tells you that you got to stop playing. Unfortunately, um, the way TV has definitely taken over and dominated uh, college sports and well, sports, period, uh, these are momentum killers. You don't have this in hockey. You know, don't have this as much. I mean, you, you have a stoppage and basically get your commercial in and we're going to be right back. And with the beautiful game of soccer, they have to play the commercials uh, during the broadcast, do the picture-in-picture picture sometimes, or do, do a lot of uh, sponsorship mentions, graphics. You see logos all over the place here. Can you believe I just said soccer? Uh Television is better. See, Coach Grassy's getting to me. Nick, he's getting to me. He's wore me down. He's wore me down. And now I'm asking questions about Super League. I'm, I'm learning the game a little bit better. I'm actually following along with the European soccer, all that. I know what the Premier League is. I, I mean, I even had a conversation. I had a soccer conversation with our sales manager. I mean, obviously he knows way more because that's his thing, but I actually had a, it was like a bonding moment just about here. He's getting to me. Coming up tomorrow on the program. What do we got coming up tomorrow on the program, Nick? What's um, what's Friday? You're uh, you're in charge of this. What's Friday's show look like? No pressure here. What do you got for me? Well, obviously we'll uh, look at the upcoming Marshall games this weekend. Okay. And then in terms of guests, we're still trying to figure that out. Okay. But we got a couple of people in mind. We got a couple of people in mind. All right. So um, you're telling me we might have a couple of football players, maybe? Well, yeah. We'll hear from Nazi and Grant Wells. Okay. So well, Nazi and I Grant Wells. It. You said you didn't want to spoil it. Well, you just did it. You just spoiled it. So Nazi and Grant Wells, he'll be on the program tomorrow. We'll talk to them. We'll get their thoughts on everything. You know, ask him, you know, what do you think of Coach Huff? You know what their answer is going to be. He's great. Like, hey, what do you think of your new coach? Oh, I can't stand the guy. <laughs> Can you imagine Grant just saying, oh, I can't stand the guy? 
you know, I really, I hate, I hate working with him here. You imagine this will be the shortest interview we've ever had at Marshall. And trust me, we've had a few short ones, especially with Doc. We've had, uh, we've had a few short ones. So that's coming up tomorrow on the program, as well as uh, Nick uh, trying to maintain his A plus grade. We'll hopefully have uh, something else planned for you. Uh, maybe we get Tim Stevens back on. You know, we got Cabell Midland Huntington High. That is coming up. So maybe a Tim Stevens visit once again. That could be a range, so we'll try to see if we can get him on the program. And of course, uh, we will, of course, take your phone calls on our White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK-877-420-8255. So that's what we've got in store for you tomorrow. And tomorrow evening, we've got Pirates Baseball back on the air, taking on the Minnesota Twins. That's Friday night. That'll be coming up later in the evening, uh, 7 o'clock hour. So that will be what your Friday looks like for you. And that's all coming up here on, again, the Friday edition of the show here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Can't believe it, Nick. We got everything in and we still have a few minutes to go. We, have a, we, a, we actually came in under today for the first time in a while. We, didn't, we actually used it all up. And I didn't even drop, I didn't even t- mention the wrestling because I watch wrestling again. Since WrestleMania, I have watched wrestling every week. I have not watched wrestling on a consistent basis in years. So I've watched WWE and AEW, with my preference being the AEW. That's kind of surprising. Yeah, you know what? I think it's also Tom Bragg's uh, influence on me. He's a big wrestling guy, and if you're not following him on Twitter, you need to soon because he's got some uh, cool stuff happening. He's going to be taking over the 24-7 site, so I'm looking forward to his martial coverage there. But I think he has been a influence on me, you know, because if you, you, you don't see this usually, but if you're in the Zoom calls with us, you see he's got the wrestling collection going on. He's got the championship belts behind him. And also, Coach Huff likes wrestling. So I feel like I need to I need to get back into the swing of things. I need to know what's going on to be current so I can talk to Coach Huff. Because he seems like he is a big Monday Night Raw guy. I'm gonna have to ask him what he prefers, AEW or, or, or WWE. That that can yeah, that would be a valuable use of my time the next time I have an opportunity to speak to him on Zoom. That'll be perfect. Nick Verzellini, as always, thank you, sir. Appreciate you being here. We'll get you for another week, and then um, we're going to try to see if we can replace you. I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you have fun with me today here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Pittsburgh Pirates Baseball, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.